Vineyard Westside welcomes everyone. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. Come as you are, because we believe that love wins, period. Hello, hello. How you doing? You look good. You ever go to a, a grandma's house or something like that and they grab you and they just say, let me get a look at you. It's good to see you. Well, we're going to invite our ushers to come forward and give an offering together. Uh, we'll pray before we do that. God, thank you for just a time of worship together. Thank you for reminders and for uh, just, you know, giving us that, um, you know, that, that recognizing of who you are and what you mean and what should really be important to us. Yeah, we just want to invite your Holy Spirit. We say, come and have your way in this place that, that you'd speak to our hearts, that you would whisper in our ear, you would uh, grab us by the shoulders and scream at us if you need to. <laughs> we just want to experience your presence. We give you this offering and pray that it is, uh, you know, as, your, as your word says, a pleasing aroma to your nostrils. And that you would do uh, the incredible kingdom work that you do with it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, they're going to pass those bags along. And hey, today I want to keep going with something that we began last week, uh, talking about a greater reward. Uh, last week, we started talking about what it looks like to go after greater rewards rather than just the things that are, um, you know, the things that we want now, a lot of times uh, end up being the things that, that don't really do anything good for us. If we are willing to let go of some of the things that we want now for the things that we want most and focus in on the things that we want most. We talked about how important it is to develop habits towards certain things that uh, we need to get into certain rhythms and routines to be able to get the things that, that we really want. The things that we really would value over time and not just the quick thing. Uh, the thing I'm reminded of this week is that it is, it's 2021. What, what week is it? What is it? February? It's February now? 2021 is still frustrating. It's still frustrating. And we, we kind of knew it was going to be. But, you know, I just want to know when it's not going to be frustrating. I want to know... Uh, summertime, is it going to be, are, are we going to be able to go to a movie theater? I want to know, uh, give me a date on when it's not going to be frustrating. One of the reasons why it's frustrating is because um, it's, it's, you know, we're, we're still in the midst of certain things. Things are lasting. I, I talked with people this past week who I found it interesting that Two different people use the phrase 
a season of loss, that they feel like they've been in a season of loss where just kind of one bad thing after another kept happening and they're trying to do the right things and they're trying to, uh, you know, develop healthier habits and, and do these things that they should that on paper say that is going to make it work out for them, but it's just not and that they're getting discouraged. Today is a message of encouragement to say don't give up. Today is a message on don't give up. Um, do you ever look at certain people jealously who seem to just have everything kind of work out for them? Successful people that have, it seems like everything's just clicking for them and you, you wonder what is it that they do that I don't do? What do they know that I don't know? Or how did they become successful um, in, in what way do I need to try that? And so then a lot of times we, we say, well, you know, they just, they, it's just, you know, they're lucky. Or we say, they grew up in the right family. They, they caught the right breaks. The thing that I've really learned over the years, because, and really the only reason why is because I have been relatively successful in certain areas of my life at different points, and I had to stop and look and go, okay, what did I do different? I'm, I'm successful in this thing right now. What am I doing different? And the thing that I've learned is that I didn't catch a lucky break, that I didn't um, grow up in the right family. I didn't pick the right lottery numbers. What it was is I wasn't lucky, I was consistent. In that thing that I was successful in, all of a sudden I was consistent. Successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. They do it consistently and not just occasionally. And it's not accidental. I've never met someone who became debt free. And I know a lot of people who've gotten out of debt. People my age that I can't believe, they say, I just paid my house off. I'm like, you do, huh? The whole thing? And none of them ever say, yeah, you know, it was crazy. I wasn't even trying. It was an accident. <laughs> it just, they sent me a letter saying it was paid off. I, I don't know anyone who has a great marriage you know, one of the things that I pray for any couple that I'm officiating their wedding is I pray that they would be a couple other couples are jealous of, that they would be the kind of couple that others look to. And, you know, I don't care if it seems like a bad prayer. I want them to be so successful that another couple looks at them and she elbows him in the gut. Why don't you say things like that about me? I've never met any great marriage couple who said, I'm like, you know, how, how did you do it? It was an accident. We didn't even try. Any great married couple, I know they consistently worked on it. They worked through stuff. They went through counseling. They had the fights. They had the arguments. They had the differences. But they just kept working on it. I don't know anyone who's close to God who accidentally got that way. 
And maybe you accidentally, I felt like that at first. I kind of accidentally became close to God at the beginning. But then when I walked with him for a little while, it, it's not an accident anymore. All of a sudden, you have, to, you have to try. You have to work at it. And so it's, it's not accidental. And it's the thing we talked about last week is it's not your intentions that get you to a certain place. Your intentions don't lead you in a certain direction. You know, if I say, well, I was intending to do that, or I was hoping, I was really wanting to, your actions are the thing that are going to ultimately lead you somewhere. And so if you've, you know, have you heard, if, if you keep on doing the thing that you've been doing, you're going to keep on getting the thing that you've been getting. Like if you're like, why is this always, why is this always happening to me? I want you to stop for a second and go, are you saying, why do I keep on getting what I'm getting? Maybe it's because you've been keeping on doing what you've been doing. If you want to get to the life that you want, it's never going to be the result of a few like lucky decisions. It's going to be countless, consistent, seemingly small decisions that are done over time. It's the small things that no one sees that lead to the big results that everybody wants. The small stuff that nobody sees that leads to the big results that everyone wants. The problem that we have, the problem I have, is that uh, when I do small things, they don't make big differences right away. I want big differences. And so I'll start something. I'll try to lose weight. I'll try to stop being so angry and losing my temper, stop yelling. I'll try to uh, make healthier decisions. I'll try to use my time more wisely. And so I'll start, but then I don't see results really quickly, and so then I get discouraged, and then I quit. You guys quit stuff? You ever do Weight Watchers for two days? And then... Somebody talks about how great Weight Watchers is, and you're like, oh, I, I tried that. It didn't work. <laughs> it, it works. Today's message is about not giving up. In Galatians chapter 6, the word says, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Don't be led astray. Don't be stupid. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, then from the flesh they will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. So let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Sowing and reaping is one of the concepts of the Bible that I love more than anything. And one of the things that annoys me more than anything is how many people I hear use the word karma. Um, do you use the word karma? Stop it! Do not use the word karma unless you are Hindu or Buddhist. Because karma is an Eastern not Jesus religion concept 
And karma is a direct copying idea from what was written way before that about sowing and reaping. And so if you say, well, that's just good karma or that's bad karma, what you should get into the habit of thinking about is that this is a concept called sowing and reaping that the Lord your God has spoken on for thousands of years. And there are laws to sowing and reaping. If you've ever planted seeds, that's sowing. And so S-O-W-I-N-G. You're opening up the earth. You are laying down seeds. You are closing it back up. You're watering. You're, you're caring for it. And you're hoping that you will reap a harvest of some kind. Sowing and reaping is a, a certain law that is just always true. Like that if you put a seed in the ground and you add the right ingredients, the right atmosphere, something is going to grow from it. It's a law, like the law of gravity, that if, if you fall down, like you don't, ever, you don't ever trip and accidentally fall up into the air. There's a law that makes you hit. There are laws that go hand in hand with sowing and reaping, certain things that just, just happen. You don't ever accidentally fall up in sowing and reaping. And so today I'm going to talk about three things that are true with sowing and reaping. The first one is that you reap what you sow. We'll go through these kind of separately, but first one is you reap what you sow. The second one is you reap more than you sow. You always reap more than you sow. And the third one is that you reap after you sow, like in a different season typically. Number one, you reap what you sow. And so basically if you plant corn and you care for the thing that you've planted, eventually some little sprouts are going to come up. And if you keep taking care of it, it's going to make corn. It's never going to make a pineapple. You sowed corn. And so if you plant godly habits, you will end up reaping godly outcomes. And the opposite is true, too. If you plant, you know, ungodly seeds, you're going to reap a harvest. Something's going to sprout up. You're going to go, huh, I wonder if this is, could this be accidentally really good even though I buried some garbage? No? In Hosea chapter 10, verse 13, it says, But you have planted wickedness, and so you have reaped evil. You have planted wickedness, and so you've reaped evil. If you're a person who shows up late to work all the time, uh, or you're half-hearted in your effort, you have a bad attitude all the time, uh, and all of a sudden, you um, are hoping that you get promoted and you don't get promoted. And you go, ah, why did this happen to me? Because you got exactly what you invested in. <laughs> if you're sowing seeds of lust, sowing seeds of porn, and, uh, you know, and then you're wondering why your, your marriage is struggling later. Well, you're... You were, you've been working on growing a certain thing. 
If you're a person who just eats anything, you never exercise, guzzle a six-pack at night, you put on 30 pounds over the quarantine, it's not because you're eating broccoli. And so it's, it's not a punishment, the thing that's happening, the bad stuff, that whatever you got going on that you don't like right now, what you need to hear is it's not a punishment, it's a harvest. It's a, it's a harvest. It's a result of the thing that you planted. And so if you don't like what you're reaping, then you need to change what you're sowing. Number one, you reap what you sow. The second one is you reap more than you sow. What you sow, God ends up multiplying. Anybody ever grow basil? <laughs> Mint? Man, a couple mint seeds can go pretty far. The things that you sow, God ends up multiplying. In Mark chapter 4, it says, And the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest, a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as has been planted. You reap more than you sow. You plant this little bitty seed and it grows a tree. It could be a tree that grows its own fruit, that produces fruit, more and more and more fruit and more seeds. You end up reaping more than you sow. You smile at a person when you normally have... Some of you have that resting jerk face. And so maybe you're thinking, I'm, yeah. I know a lot of us, it's, it's a mask kind of time, but maybe you're, you're 30 yards away. You could give them a grin. You're going to find that people smile back at you all the time. And if you're a jerk to people, and if somebody's a jerk to me, I'm like, wah! It's... <laughs> It is quick to return the jerk. There's a compound effect that happens with this sowing and reaping idea that small, smart choices that are done consistently over time equal a radical difference. Let's look at, uh, let's, let's think about it like this real quick. So imagine there are three different people. There are three, maybe you're one of these people. Our first guy is uh, Sammy Same. He, he does everything the same. He, you know, doesn't really do anything different. He complains about the same stuff. Um, he, he just... He doesn't really really try to do anything differently, just kind of goes along, and that's just the way I've always been. Maybe you're Sammy Same. Maybe you are uh, Billy Better, and you're the one who starts to do these small, seemingly insignificant, healthy things, and 
you decide you're going to start reading the Bible in the morning, or you decide that you're going to download the Bible app, and you're going to start doing one of the devotionals. And it takes like three to ten minutes, depending on which one you do. And you make this decision, I'm going to do this. Um, you know, instead of, um, instead of playing video games for this many hours this week, I'm going to listen to podcasts that help feed my faith. I'm going to cut 125 calories out of my diet every day. I'm going to make sure that I find a place to get rid of 125 calories. I'm going to decide uh, to not drink soda anymore. Or if I'm going to eat a snack, it's going to be a healthier snack. Just these small little things. Billy Better, you're doing the small little things. Maybe you're Wally Worse. And you have these small little bad habits. And it, it could be like, I don't really feel like going to church this week. I'm going to skip. It's not a big deal. I could watch online. But did you? I'm going to eat that snack. 125 calories, that's nothing. I could, I, I could have that. I could have that extra and it won't really make a difference. And with those little small things over six months, there's not really a super noticeable difference. 125 calories one way or the other every day. It's not that, it's not that big. But at 18 months, when you keep doing it every day, all of a sudden you can start to tell, other people can start to tell. At 27 months... That's a couple years in. The change is startling. <laughs> Sammy Same hasn't seen any change in his life. Billy Better has now consumed 117,500 fewer calories, and he's lost 33 and a half pounds. Because you know, 3,500 calories is a pound. So if you're trying to lose weight, anytime you get rid of 3,500 calories, that you would have had, or that you burn off of you, is a pound gone. Wally Worse consumed 117,500 more calories, and so he gained 33 and a half pounds. It's a big diff. It's a big swing. Those little things. It's not limited to your weight. Billy Better. The thing about him, it, it, it wasn't just that he lost that weight, what, what I find with those people is they gain confidence. They grow in other areas of health in their life. They grow in areas of responsibility. When you start eating responsible, you start being responsible in other areas. It's not the stuff that you do occasionally. It's the stuff you do consistently. If you don't like what you've been reaping, you got to change what you've been sowing. You reap what you sow. You reap more than you sow. And the third thing is that you reap after you sow. You reap after you sow, often in a different season. If you plant something in the fall, a lot of times that's the stuff that's going to come up in the spring. And so we get discouraged because we don't see progress happen fast enough. I prayed for five days straight. I still don't feel any closer to God. 
Five days, I tried that. I went to the gym for two weeks. It's quarantine 15, still here. I know people, though, that, you know, part of their, their habit every day is they, they stopped and got fancy coffee every day. And they went through uh, a change where they said, I'm not going to buy, buy coffee at all this month. I'm going to make it at home. And they saved over 100 bucks. And if we look at it like, well, okay, so what did that change about your annual income? Uh, so you made... 37,500 instead of 37,400. And we'll think that those small decisions don't matter that much. It's wrong. Our entire life is the sum total of all those small decisions that we make. Every action you take, you're choosing a new direction. Last week we talked about your willpower not being nearly as strong as you hope it is. Willpower doesn't work a lot of times. And so we have to depend on the Spirit of God to see us through things, to walk in the Spirit of God and not gratify the things that are, that are quick and easy. We have to know our identity, that we belong to Jesus, that we're His, and that Christ in me is stronger than any of the wrong desires that are in me. For a lot of us, we got to stop trying and start training. Training is just doing these small things habitually again and again and again until before we know it. Have you guys ever seen? I went through a, a period of, of working out, weightlifting uh, through high school. I was on the wrestling team. I was a scrawny little kid and... Uh, I, just, I just always felt like I was a scrawny little kid, but I kept going to weightlifting every day and conditioning all through the summer. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at my 11th grade photo, and I'm like, I was jacked. <laughs> like, my neck was all muscly and had veins coming out of it. You don't judge, judge the success of the day by the harvest that you reap, but by the seeds that you sow. And so you, you measure your day by what did I sow, not what did I reap today. Because it's a future goal. I'm going to be faithful today. Man, you don't plant green bean seeds when you're starving. Word says, do not be deceived You reap more than what you sow, and you reap after you sow. Galatians 6, again, let us not become weary then in doing good, for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we don't give up. So your hard work, your disciplines, your sacrifices, your faithfulness is not being wasted, it's being stored up. Uh, My son, Finn, and I have been cooking more often together, and it's one of the things that we have a a goal to do. And one of the things that he's decided he he wants to make food at least once a week, like help cook one of the the meals. And uh, just thinking about this past week, we're going to boil water for something, but 
And that water looked really, really, really similar from room temperature up to 211 degrees, doesn't it? Like, man, I've been, I'm waiting. Nothing's happening. I've been doing this. I've been applying heat. Nothing's happening. And then this one degree difference, and boom. Some of you might look at boiling water and say, man, that happened instantly. No, it didn't. Water was working on it for a while. Anyone you've ever looked at and thought, man, they're an overnight success. Actors, you know, professional sports players. Like, man, they're so lucky. They just broke it. Man, you know how many auditions they went through? You know how many acting schools they took part in? How many drills they ran? They weren't lucky. They were faithful and consistent. So the thing that that people are not going to see when you put in this work, the invisible things that you end up getting uh, that are so beautiful is people won't see the process of you overcoming self-doubt. People won't see... Um, you failing again and again, but now instead of just giving up, you're you starting again and trying again and starting again until you last longer and get further. They're not going to see you praying and fasting and seeking God and, and, and starting to depend on him. They're going to see you at some point and go, man, I wish I, I wish I was like that. They're not going to see all these invisible parts that are going on, the early mornings or the late nights or the enduring criticism from people. And instead of um, playing the blame game or retaliating, uh, receiving it and saying, okay, what of that is true and what isn't? What, What can I do better about? How can I grow? They're not going to see the, the grind, the persistence, the private price that you pay for certain things. Things that no one sees are what lead to results that everyone wants. So I came today to tell you don't give up. Do not grow weary. If you're praying and you're giving and you're serving, you're believing to the best of your ability, you're fighting to stay pure, you're wrestling through addiction, seeking God, getting up early, staying up late, putting yourself... uh, in a place where you gotta... man, you gotta try hard, you gotta do extra reps, you gotta... It's not fun to save money. It's fun to spend money. But do you want to end up being the person who pays off the house? Don't give up. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, my prayer today is for anyone in here who is discouraged who feels like they, you know, they, they tried. 
They've they tried to be better. They tried to grow and become healthier. They tried to be in a deeper relationship with you, and they feel like they, they, they didn't get there. And so they're, maybe they're mad at you. Or maybe they're just discouraged to the point where they don't want to try anymore. I pray that you would be reminding them right now that seeds are in the ground. And that sometimes it's a a different season before we get to, to harvest those things. Pray that you would just give them that steadfastness to not give up that you would remind them that they reap what they sow and they reap more than they sow. And that even though it hasn't happened yet, there's a harvest that's coming. And to not grow weary and doing good. And I pray that we would see harvest here. Pray that we would see those good seeds sprout and grow large and produce fruit and multiply. It's a law of your kingdom. It's something you've put in place. Help us to step into it with everything that we have. Let us be planters of good seeds. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. If you would like prayer for anything at all. We'll have some prayer team people over here by the cross. Love to pray for you. I love you guys. I will see you soon. Thanks. For more information about Vineyard Westside, please visit vineyardwestside.com.